Here's the other thing. Let, let's find out what happened to Matthew Stafford when he got hit low, too. My guess is he was playing with something also, especially the way he was guzzling that tequila like they do in Vegas. Right, Todd? Uh, that's for sure. Hopefully Matthew Stafford also <laughs> carved out a little bit of time to drink some water because at his age, every cocktail he puts down the hatch, you got to polish off about 8 to 12 uh, ounces of water or you'll be paying the piper for the next 72 to 96 hours thereafter. What, you would know, Todd? Yeah, you sound like an expert. Uh, I mean, that's what I've been told, Don. I wouldn't partake in such a behavior or such an endeavor, So, but that's what I've told from sources very close to me. Have we already started to see some uh, some futures for next year with regard to – NFL MVP, uh, teams to win the AFC, things like that? Yeah, numbers are up. I mean, books don't really waste any time. If they can tie up folks' cash for 350 days, they're going to do so <laughs> any way possible. And when you look at some of the odds to win the Lombardi Trophy next season, of course, a game that will be played in lovely Glendale, Arizona, I don't think it will come as a shock to anyone that Buffalo and Kansas City more or less co-favorites at FanDuel right now. And that's where things start to get interesting because you have a team like the Green Bay Packers, the Los Angeles Rams, the 49ers, the Cowboys. Uh, they're all in somewhat state of flux, whether it's at the head coach spot for Dallas and how long a leash Mike McCarthy has or the other trio of teams that don't know if Aaron Donald and Sean McVay will be back. Will Aaron Rodgers be under center for the Packers? And what direction will the 49ers go? Assuming it's Trey Lance, I think 15-1 to 1 is a leap of faith. That's where you get into that second bucket of teams highlighted by the Bengals, Ravens, Broncos, Chargers, Cardinals, and, of course, the Tennessee Titans. Interesting. Uh, speaking of the 49ers, what's up with Aaron Rodgers? Where, where is he going to end up? What's it looking like? I mean, that's the shortest price out there. He's about 3-1 to one to end up in San Francisco if he were to leave Green Bay. So it's definitely something that books have to be cognizant of. And I think that's part of the reason you see a lot of these teams that may not have officially committed to a starting quarterback with their odds relatively short because the last thing you want to do is put yourself in a spot to take on unnecessary liability uh, and have to spend the next 9 to 10 months trying to get off of that figure. One team that I don't think books are worried about whatsoever would, of course, be the Houston Texans. They're 180-1 to one and they're picking up the rear. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> uh, what about Deshaun Watson? Yeah, speaking of the Texans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. And uh, we know that Deshaun would obviously turn a team that had a question mark at quarterback into an instant contender. And whether it's the Tampa Bay Bucks trying to go all in once they know for 100% certainty that Tom Brady is gone, or if Watson would make perfect sense in a Philadelphia or a Pittsburgh or somewhere else along those lines. I really believe that the Houston Texans have to try and figure out a way to get as much draft capital as they possibly can. Keeping Deshaun Watson on their roster only slows down the rebuild. And I did think for a little while, while they were at least kicking the tires on Brian Flores being their head coach, knowing the relationship between him and Watson, that there was a chance that he would come back and let bygones be bygones. But I think with them naming Lovey Smith the man in charge, uh, that ship has sailed, and we'll continue to wait uh, as the Deshaun Watson situation plays out, both on the field and, of course, off the field. What about Russell Wilson? Is it the same teams for both of, for both of those guys, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson? You know, for the most part, although San Francisco, I'm sure, would love to get their hands on Aaron Rodgers and a return to the Bay Area, I can't see a scenario where Russell Wilson would go right down the coast and stay in the same division and play for the 49ers. I think when you look at Russ, the you know, Pittsburgh Steelers would make a ton of sense if the two teams could arrive at a deal. But if you're looking at some of the odds for where these players will land, Russell Wilson, a 1-4 to four favorite to remain the starting quarterback in Seattle. I know he's reaffirmed his commitment to that organization. But I think if you're the Seahawks and you know that other than Russ, you have so many other holes that need to be filled, it's something that you have to consider if one of these teams desperate for a quarterback who thinks they're a piece away is willing to blow your socks off and be able to get this deal done. 
Todd, switching over to the NHL, the Preds uh, have dropped three in a row. Uh, what's going on with them? What what do their numbers look like moving forward? Yeah, they're reeling right now, and unfortunately for the Preds, their schedule doesn't get any easier. Over the next four games, uh, I mean, they're going to need to try and find a way to pick up points because there isn't a gimme in that quartet, and it'll start, of course, with a road trip to Carolina to take on the Hurricanes, bookended by a home date at Nissan Stadium for the outdoor game against Tampa, but sandwiched in between a road trip to Florida and a home game against Dallas. You look at the Preds uh, defensively, they've really put a lot more pressure uh, on UC Saros. They've had real issues keeping the puck out of their own net, and even last night, when they were able to even up the score at one apiece in the third period, uh, they found a way to give up the game-winning goal just a few seconds later. Although, I'm not going to lie, guys, I was a little bit disappointed in the the atmosphere created there for fan appreciation night with half price concessions i figured it would have been a lot louder and rowdier than it was well that's yeah they they mayor told me earlier today todd that um i probably need to stay away from the praise for a yeah he made he made i, I get bank on that all-star game yeah and then i don't know what's going on now so who do i need you to know i think you know from a betting perspective the market is kind of caught up to nashville yeah. and their advanced yeah. metrics don't suggest that what they did in the first half of the season is sustainable. The problem being for the Preds going forward is as that gap continues to shorten, you have a team like the Dallas Stars playing much better right now. And let's see what they can do during this four-game stretch. If they're able to pick up a couple of points, I think they can right the ship before they have a two-game trip out to the West Coast to take on Seattle and San Jose. But two games against Dallas between now and March 10th could go a long, long way in determining where those two teams will sit as we get closer to the trade deadline. Don brought this up earlier um, when we were talking about Tennessee and they were playing Kentucky last night and taking care of that business. Dude, Vegas got to be salivating over this, um, well, basketball in general, the conference tournaments, and then the NCAA, right? It's one of the best times of year to be out here. And uh, quietly, conference tournament week has become much better for sports books mm. as far as some of the energy and excitement because you have live basketball out here in Las Vegas, whether it's the West Coast Conference, the Pac-12, uh, the Mountain West. So many different leagues have decided to make Las Vegas its home. Wow. And you see an uptick in ticket sales as a result because teams and fans really want to flock out here. Of course, the NCAA tournament that opening weekend should be on everyone's bucket list to at least be out in Vegas once because it's wall-to-wall energy and excitement, especially when the games are close. And that's the next major sporting event uh, that we have to look forward to. As big a NASCAR fan as I am, uh, the sportsbooks will not be packed to the gills this coming Sunday for the running of the Great American Race at Daytona. Yeah, so rounds one and two, you say all the time, is, is maybe the best time to be out there? Yeah, at least to make one trip. And I think once you've done it once, then it makes more sense to come back for the conference tournament okay. because it's easier to get restaurant reservations. It's easier to get decent hotel rates. Now, the weather's not going to be as warm and maybe not conducive to pool weather. So if that's what you're looking for. I also think the Sweet 16 weekend is tremendous because games don't tip off here on the West Coast until 4. So it gives you a chance to go on an all-night bender. You can sleep in until 10, 30, 11. You can sweat out some of that tequila, you know, from about – 11 to 2 in the afternoon, shower up, and be fresh as a daisy to watch meaningful basketball on Thursday and Friday night. Slay, you know what he's talking about <laughs> hey, with these pool parties, don't you? You better believe it. That's what I, was, I was just about to say. Is it a time when the pool party is not good? I think the weather's always I mean, good. you can't really find a good one right now. So, okay. I mean, it's not truly pool season out here in the desert. You wouldn't know it with the weather, but uh, the day clubs that I know Slay walks in as a celebrity and they just start <laughs> handing him bottles of Cristal don't really open up until the middle of March. But the one thing for you, Slay, that I would encourage, if you're going to come out here, make sure it's the opening weekend because we know the Tennessee Volunteers aren't afraid to go through a nine-minute scoring drought and get knocked out in the round of 32 again. Oh, 
It's a lamb. Wow. Uh, I, I believe that Kentucky went about 12 minutes without a basket last night. It sure felt like that. And I think this is a Kentucky team that definitely has a higher ceiling, in my opinion, Todd, than Todd, Tennessee. Todd, 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 Wait, 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 oh, wait a oh. minute. Wait a minute. Go wait. ahead, Trey. Get it off your chest, you my just, friend. Uh, and then just, I'll knock you down a peg. Yeah, you, just, you just went and said this Kentucky team with the high ceiling and all that. But you, don't you know they just came in the rocket top and we just we bent that little butt over and spanked it and sent them on back down the interstate? <laughs> you do know that, don't uh, you? I do realize that, but okay. I also realize that one of Kentucky's key contributors, Ty Ty Washington, only played 13 minutes and looked like a shell of himself. Yes. And, Slay, if I remember back when Tennessee traveled the other way on the interstate to Rupp Arena, it was a game where they gave up 107 points. This is so, true. you know, the TV series is now tied. It's a rivalry. We may have a rubber match in the SEC Conference Tournament, but I think when you're looking at the level of athlete in Kentucky's ease of scoring in the half court, you do have to believe they are more, much more poised to make a deep run, and that's why they're 8-1 to one to win the national title uh, with your beloved volunteers checking in at 50-1. to one. Yeah, I, I think, you know what? I that, think that's, that's accurate. Value, so I think that's, that's accurate. Well, that's value, yeah, though. I can get money on that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. cool. But I also do think, <laughs> I think I, I don't think Ty Ty going to be able to go. I think you shut him down for the year, Todd. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I mean, if they do shut him down for the they year, then it changes exactly what, Kentu- what Kentucky's able to do because he mm-hmm. is the straw that stirs the yes, drink for a lot do. of what this team can do offensively. Totally agree. See, you really agree with me. You just want to stir my drink. Oh, I mean, it's easy to do. If i got to take shots at somebody, <laughs> it's not fun picking, picking on Dawn right now. She's got a football program that had to give a stay of execution to a head coach in his second season. So she'll have enough to worry about when we get into the fall. But from what I've been told, Auburn is a basketball school now suddenly. Yes, That's right. Is. You know, we pay our basketball coach more than we pay our football coach. So mm. there, there you well, go. I mean, if you were paying, you can make players a pay too. Yeah, you can make a commitment to Bruce Pearl, probably more so than you want to make to Brian Harson. But from what I've been told, it's not just Brian Harson that's the problem. It may be more his family than anything else. Ooh. Oh, do, do, I hadn't heard that one, actually. <laughs> do tell. That, that may be a better story to be told off the air than to try and alienate every Auburn alum that's listening right now ready to run the message board when we finish up this conversation. You do know, like, board of trustees and all of that, uh, they have also been a problem for numerous coaches. <laughs> You know, there, there is no doubt about it, and I think, you know, when you look at some of those programs, and obviously we're getting much closer to spring practice, there are some unrealistic expectations throughout the SEC, and I think Auburn is still trying to figure out exactly where they're going to stack up in the packing order of the conference and how the NIL will impact them, knowing it's going to be a little bit of an uphill battle in the SEC West to compete with the Alabamas and, of course, Texas A&M year in, year out. Real yeah. quick, Tom, do you, think, do you think Tom Brady plays somewhere next year? You know, it's a great question, and uh, one that I would have said absolutely not uh, when they put out the whole press release and he went through the social media. But he hasn't exactly thrown water on that, the embers of his career, you know, kind of leaving that door open. So you do wonder the way things unfolded. If Tom, as the summer goes on, begins to go, you know what, I didn't like the way uh, I wrapped up my career with a loss to the Rams, the eventual Super Bowl champions. I still have something left in the tank. So I'd probably need a price if we were putting gambling odds on this at about Six and a half, seven to one to try and bet him to return. And would it shock anybody if Tom Brady decided to sit out this season and then come back at, you know, when he's 56 years old to try and prove to everybody that he's still got something left in the tank? So Tom Brady more likely to come back and play next year than Tennessee to win the national championship in basketball? Uh, yes, I would say that's probably the case. <laughs> and there's a better chance that Tom Brady wins another Lombardi trophy before Tennessee Hoops wins the national championship. All right, Todd, you're out. Wow. Right. See you, buddy. Todd, I, 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 I can't, I'm going to make some calls out there. I got some partners in Vegas, Todd.
<laughs> you, you keep your head on the swivel. <laughs> <laughs> you do. He's right. going. 